the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I think we've all had those illustrations that have been shared with us, the most common of which is that as children, we need food if we are to grow and become adults. Spiritually speaking, the same is true. We need to grow. We need spiritual growth in our lives. So how do we grow? What kind of food are we eating? How do we digest it? How do we work it out in our lives? How do we grow spiritually? That is what we're looking at here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Welcome to our program. Today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, looking at the need for spiritual growth. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. What Paul did was he wrote this letter to give guidance to Christians on how to live in the midst of a godless society. Now, when we were together last week, we uh, completed an overview of chapter 2 in which Paul distinguished between two types of people, those that are spiritual, pneumaticos, and who can understand spiritual things, and then uh, the type of man who is psuchikos, whose only interest and only intention and only capacity is to handle this physical life and material things. Now, if we were to use the word spiritual in today's society, it it always causes some confusion and some ambiguity because different people have different definitions they've attached to that word spirituality. If you were to visit a local bookstore and go to the spiritual section, you might find books on the New Age and witchcraft and Christianity and all kinds of things all lumped together. But when the Bible uses the word spiritual, it is in reference to those who have the Holy Spirit of God living within them because they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit living within us comes as part of the package of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that part cannot be unbundled from the package. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, you are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. So biblically, every person is either a saint or an ain't. A saint or an ain't, there's no option in between. We accept Jesus Christ as Savior. We also accept Him as Lord. There's no no option to accept Him as Savior but not Lord. When we accept Him as Savior and Lord, we receive the Holy Spirit of God who resides within us. We are either in Christ or we are not in Christ. If we are in Christ, then the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us. It's put into our account. And uh, we can stand before a righteous and holy God clothed in the righteousness of Christ because we are in Christ. Now, in order for us to properly understand this chapter, chapter 3, we have to recognize that Paul is not speaking of positional holiness here. He is speaking of practical holiness. You may recall when we looked at chapter 1, verse 2, Paul introduces and distinguishes these two forms of holiness. Paul writes, "...unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, 
to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Now, the words sanctified and saints come from the same root word, that being hagios, which means holy. And so we are called holy, and we are called to be holy. We are called holy because we are sanctified in Christ Jesus. That's our position. We are in Christ Jesus. And then we are called to act holy, to behave holy, to practice holiness. And that's our practical holiness. Now, our salvation is tied to our positional holiness, not our practical holiness. If, if, if our salvation was tied to our practical holiness, then we, in some fashion, would be contributing to our salvation based on our holiness. But our, our, whole, our salvation is tied to our positional holiness, that is, being in Christ. Now, in chapter 3, Paul is talking about practical holiness, that is, living life in a holy manner. And behaving in a holy manner has always been a struggle for believers. Because when we were born physically, we inherited the sinful nature, the flesh, from Adam with all of its propensity for sin. And when we were born spiritually, we were given a new spirit, and God thereby broke the back of sin and paid its penalty. But there is still within us, still within our flesh, this tendency to rebellion and sin against God. Even the great Apostle Paul wrote candidly of his own struggle to overcome sin in his own life. And that's recorded for us in Romans chapter 7. Paul wrote, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all of my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, What a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thanks be to God. The answer is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. The words of the Apostle Paul. King James Version translates that last sentence, So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And so the sinful nature and the flesh are one and the same. Now, not only do we as believers struggle against the flesh, but we also struggle against the influences of this world around us as well. In fact, sometimes we feel like salmon trying to swim upstream against the currents of popular culture. Now, the world and the flesh are closely related. In fact, sometimes things that happen in the world trigger things in our flesh that cause us to sin. They are both used by the same authority, the prince of the power of the air, Satan, to serve the same purpose, that is, evil. They are both our spiritual enemies, and they must be fought with the same spiritual weapons. God's Word, and God's Spirit. Now, throughout the first number of chapters of 1 Corinthians, the overall theme that Paul is addressing is with regards to divisions in the church. From verse 10 to 17 in chapter 1, Paul describes the division as being caused by fan clubs in the church that centered around the various leaders, Paul, Apollos, Cephas, and so forth. And it might have been well-intentioned, but that was causing a problem in the church. It was causing division in the church. 
And then from verse 18 through the end of chapter 2, Paul points out to the Corinthians that they're divided because of worldliness, because of their continued love for the wisdom of this world. And now in chapter 3, the apostle shows them that they are divided because of the flesh, because of their continued yielding to the evil that is in their flesh. And so he talks about the cause of division, uh, the symptoms of division, and the cure for division. Let's look at the first one, the cause of division, the flesh. We're in verse 1 of chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. So before Paul chastises them for their immature sinfulness, he reminds them that they are indeed brethren. They are fellow believers. It's a term of recognition and love and encouragement. What the apostle is saying is even though you have continued in in terrible sinning, you have not forfeited your salvation. He was wanting to not bring discouragement, or, but to encouragement. And so he stood with them as a brother and not as a judge. And then Paul reproved them for their lack of maturity in the faith. Instead of growing, they had divided up into factions and started quarrels. And, and so Paul couldn't even speak to them as though they were mature Christians, literally spiritual Christians. He had to talk to them as though they were not even Christians at all. Mere men, people of this world, or as though they were infants in Christian life. You know, some people believe that accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is all that there is to Christianity. That's that's all it's about. But what the Bible teaches is that accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is an event that triggers a process of spiritual growth and maturity. Now, when we were born physically, we were totally dependent on others to uh, do everything for us. But as we matured, as we grew, we developed greater degrees of independence and skills in healthy interdependence that allows us to function as mature adults. You know, when we were young, we, we wanted to learn how to walk, and we would we'd fall down often. And we would get back up, and we would try again. And, and so the growth process requires a struggle and a, and a resilience uh, through both successes and failures to become fully mature. We were designed to grow physically. We are also designed to grow spiritually as well. We have to learn how to walk and talk as spiritual men and women. And sometimes we fall down. And when we do, we need to get back up and try again. Something had happened that was, that was terribly wrong because those Christian believers were not growing spiritually. Now, it wasn't because of a lack of excellent teaching or spiritual guidance. The founder of the church was the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was uh, the man who wrote a third of the New Testament. He was an incredible missionary and evangelist and church planter and pastor and preacher and theologian. And uh, he was just incredibly gifted. And, and then when he was called elsewhere, Apollos came and filled that role. And wonderful things are said of Apollos in the scriptures. So if they were growing, it was not for a lack of excellent teaching. 
They had excellent teachers. So what then was the problem? Well, Paul identifies, he says, he, in, in verse 1, he calls the Corinthians sarkanoi. That word is, is, comes from sarks, which means flesh. That was a, a word that Paul used quite often. And it was an adjective ending in inos, meaning made of something. So what he was saying is the Corinthians were made of flesh. Now, that in and of itself is not a rebuke because every person is made of flesh. But the point is, is when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us and we become spiritual people, we should be known for and characterized for more than just simply the flesh. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, say amen. That is the focus here today as we take a look at the need for spiritual growth. Out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Pastor Leighton Sheely will be back tomorrow with more here in 1 Corinthians 3. This has been Study Verse by Verse. Questions, comments, prayer requests? Reach out to us on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Find out a bit more about us. Take advantage of the resource materials available there and take a look at who we are, when we meet, and where here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Highlands.us. Until tomorrow, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.